0: Welcome back guys to the Talking Live podcast with Ryan and Sunit. It's a Saturday morning, pretty cold and chilly outside, but here we are one more time. Ryan, how are you my friend?
1: I'm good brother. I feel like all of our podcasts are going to start in the same way in which we are referencing <laughs> the dire weather that we're currently facing. This but it looks brilliant. like you've got you've got a blanket around you, so you're looking cosy today. I'm cosy today and I've got my staple coffee we're ready to go. Oh, I've already gone through about three cups of coffee. My, my coffee consumption at the moment is outrageous. It's always been outrageous. Mm. I mean, I I enjoy a cup of coffee, but in these quarantine times, it's just too comforting in the in the cold weather. It's you really know, cozy. it's real cozy. But what's been going on with you? What's
0: new in the world? No, actually, I did want to say this, Auntie. You. you know, the the other day, I was looking. Have you got Trent? Alexander Arnold or Andy Robertson on Instagram
1: I haven't got them yeah but they did come up on my Facebook feed and I thought they what's it called wingman
0: wingman yeah
1: wingman. and I saw one episode in which they're driving in their g-wagon or something and they're doing something I was like this is an interesting episode is this is this them like out of their own back doing this thing or is this like uh, a TV thing in which they're kind of filling in I'm not
0: sure if it's I don't know if it's off their own back I feel like Liverpool have obviously put a little word in their ear like the people want to see some rubber, <laughs> and, some rubber and Trent right and I've, I've watched a few episodes i actually watched all the episodes now it's, it's, it's like 10 minute quick like there's like an Instagram
1: IGTV I think they do it on yeah
0: obviously upload to Facebook as well but obviously they're just rolling around in the car and they're just, they're just basically talking and they're just and
1: uh, is, is that translating to Liverpool's performance on the pitch then Wow!
0: They're distracted. Wow! We don't need to go there. No, the question I actually wanted to ask was: obviously, there's two of
1: them, the
0: wingmen. Okay. Out of me and you. Okay. All right, who would be Trent and who would be Rubber? I want to know your response to this.
1: For me, it's quite quite a simple one. In terms of, if it's show dynamics. I don't know because I haven't, I've only watched one episode. Not talking about if, if we're talking football, is that is that where we're going
0: here? We're talking football personalities, the, the, the way they play on the pitch. Who is who is you, who is me in terms of our personalities? Obviously, I don't play football, Ryan does. So we can't talk about fo- matching football ability because that's... Okay. But we'll just talk about their personality on the pitch compared to our personality in real life. Who's Trent
1: and who's Robert? That's a hard question for me because you're the Liverpool fan. You're the one who's eyeing them up and knowing their personality. I'm okay, only I'll knowing pick them pick them them. from a basic football. Well, from I, a... let me give you, let me give you their personalities, and then you tell yeah. me. So obviously,
0: Trent's a silkier, pingers a pass for ninety yards. Not not as much as a dog as Robert. Robert is your stamina, heavy, passionate, aggressive Scotsman. Running ninety minutes, you know, putting in tackles, running, charging back. Trent's a lot more smooth, a lot more silky, you know, David
1: Beckham-esque. Okay, that's the doesn't really
0: doesn't really kick me to defend that much because he's so good going forward. Now
1: thank, no. thank you for the summary. Now I completely know what you mean. Okay. That's an easy answer. Go on. To be honest. I'm Trent. No, you're not Trent. I'm no. Trent. And and and, and <laughs> let me tell you why. Okay. Trent Trent Trent's the type of talent, right? Which is even when he's having an off day, there's still a spark. You know, as you just described, Robert. There, he's he's tough. He's 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 working hard. He's kind of that James Milner-esque in that he's just the grinder, but he's there. He's reliable. Okay. While I would like to take some of those traits as well, I'd like to think I have a bit of spark. <laughs> a bit of spark in my day. A bit of spark in my walk. And and so then then I'm coming to you as, as Robbo. Okay, I'd like to
0: hear this. I would really like to hear this, Ryan. I would like to hear how you think i am Robbo Gone.
1: You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that you're the aggressive bullish type that's coming through. But but you're reliable. You're there. You know what I'm saying? And so don't wanna go in too much. <laughs> But if it's just a straight up answer, I'm Trent.
0: Okay, and now I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay, I'm going to happily tell you why you're wrong. First of all, to my fellow Liverpool fans, obviously, Robbo is a legend. I appreciate everything he does for the team. Hard grafter, incredible work rate, great defender, got a fantastic ball. Okay, let's get all the pleasantries out of the way. But I am Trent, and I'll tell you why I am Trent because you that's what you do. You're waking up at half seven energetic, you know, ready for the day. Look, where's your coffee? You already had three coffees today. I'm I'm sure you probably sp- you sprinted to your coffee machine this morning. I know you did. You don't even need <laughs> to tell me. You got up out of bed and ran to your coffee machine. You're very efficient. You probably got a bit of work done this morning. You're ready for the day. You're attacking, you're aggressive. you got that mentality. I'm a lot more silky and smooth, you know, I roll out of bed. I strong to my coffee machine. I have a nice shower, relax in there, take my time. Efficiency. I know I don't need to be putting in the hard yards because... I've got the talent. I've got the skill to bring that up a bit later. I don't need to be rushing. I'm not splitting into the coffee machine like you. I'm not putting in those hard yards. I'm just efficient. So am it's I good. doing
1: too much? Is that, is that what you're saying?
0: There's nothing wrong with either way. There's nothing wrong with either course. Both of them are world-class fullbacks. Maybe the best in their position. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Interesting debate. Anyway, people, the people can let us know who, who they think we are. The people no,
1: but let... I like... Uh... I like that we've started off talking about sports because there's a lot to talk about in the sports world, as it's going on. Have you been keeping up with the NBA this week? It was the draft. Oh, of course, I'm keeping up. Yeah. Any 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 highlights standouts for you? Well, I, I have mine. Okay. Well,
0: for me, I mean, the only person I knew in this draft was Lamello. so the rest of them, I'm not. I'm not too sure about. I tell you what, what I am interested in is yesterday was free agency. Mm. And I just saw this morning that your boy Montrezl Harrell was at the Lakers now.
1: Well, the Lakers are doing... They're doing bits. They're doing bits because I think we were talking about yeah. go going to the Lakers. Yeah. And what, Dwight Howard, he, he even tweeted, I'm, I'm staying at Lakers. And then I don't know how long after that was, it was after the 76ers. But no, good, good that you mentioned Lamelo because I saw a stat yesterday in which... Lamello and Lonzo are the first brothers to be drafted top five in history, top five in the NBA draft in history. And I thought, wow, that's a stat. So let me so let me just go and we're taking a look at their family and all the talking that Lavar's done over his whole time. And we're thinking, yes, he talks a lot. Yes, he's kind of maybe. Too big-headed, arrogant, and whatnot. But he's brought he brought two of his sons, top five in the NBA draft, and they have the talent. I don't know how it feels to be. What's the middle one called? Um, I think it's LiAngelo. Jello. Yeah, something like that. It's bad. The fact that we don't even know his name. <laughs> and also, like, let me just mention. Why does he look? Why does he look different in terms of like? Why do? Lonzo and Lamelo, right, look so similar as brothers. Both seem to have that play in that certain way. And Liangelo is just like the outcast. I feel bad for him. I feel like you do get that in the family, though. You always get the yeah. there's always that
0: one person in the family who's like, you don't really look like the rest of them. You look a little bit different. <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> yeah. But you know what it is, though. And the question is, though, would they, without Levar, been dropped to top five? Without their father, do you think they still both of them would be drafted top five? I don't think um, Lamella would have. I think um, Lonzo would have because there was a hype around Lonzo which brought about the family. I don't know if Lavard doesn't do what he does, makes the noise he does for all... Because even when Lonzo was getting drafted, he was still talking about his other sons. He was making sure that they were still heard. Like, yeah, this is Lonzo's time, but don't get it twisted. We've got two other guys coming up too. Yeah, I'm not sure if...
1: Because Lamella then went to... I think he went to play professionally, didn't he? He went to um, Australia then. He went professionally. I think he played in played in Europe first. I'm pretty sure, yeah. maybe Lithuania or or somewhere, played somewhere in Europe. Then went to Australia, and then is finally finally come back here. But it's interesting that you say that you think Lonzo would have would have been regardless, and Lamelo wouldn't. Yeah, because my personal opinion is that I think Lamelo will be be a better player than Lonzo.
0: However, would you have said that before Lonzo, Lonzo started playing in the NBA? Because remember, the, the hype around Lonzo was big.
1: Yeah, yeah, the hype was big. But this is the thing, it's hard to compare the two because let me just say what you're doing here. You're saying Lonzo was the first, right? Yep. So LeVar's created that that snowball effect so that he's already mentioning everyone else. Mm-hmm. So Lomelo never really had a chance to stand on his own two feet. You know, mm-hmm. he's already got, the hype's already there for the fact that his brother's in the league. So now they're expect- They're wondering what's coming after him. And then you've got to think about the routes that they've taken, right? So Lonzo has played in college in America, right? I think he played at UCLA. So when you're playing within the American system, playing within the NCAA March Madness, the hype is huge. You know, that's, that's the factory of of NBA basketball athletes coming through America. They're going from high school, they're getting their little videos on, on Instagram. Everyone's getting hyped. Like you see like the Lion Williams, Williamson. Mm. Then you say, okay, here's here's these kids. They're dropping 50 on the weekends. Then they come into university. Can they ball? You know, now they're on now they're on ESPN every week. Mm. So Lonzo, then it's starting to do a bit. He's starting to show out. He's starting to show he's got lots of talent. And Lavar then takes over the world. Yeah. He's the guys talking the guys talking and yes I believe that boosted him bo- boosted his rating up. Mm. But I feel I feel that cut out LaMelo's chance to just be viewed as as you know from scratch. He's yeah. always got that taint of L- Lonzo was the first how is he going to live up L- LeVar's talked him up this whole time. So when lot yeah. and also when Lamello decided to then not go to university and play in Europe, it kind of goes off the grid. Like what well, you're watching him on highlights and stuff, yeah. and you're hearing him, but you're not really able to compare their paths anymore. Mm. So I think the fact that he's been able to do that, because really Lavar hasn't been he's been he comes in the news now and then just when he's talking some crap. Mm. But you haven't been able to compare their paths, and he's been on the other side of the world. So while people are paying attention. Americans really only care about what's going on in their country. So they're still more bothered about the college, the college sports. So for the fact that Lomello has then come back and he has been drafted third to Charlotte Horde, it's my team. <laughs> Happy about that. I think that speaks a lot about him. And I think he's, he, he's going to be a better player than Lonzo.
0: Listen, I'm. Michael Jordan was the guy who snapped him up as well, not with anybody. You know? mm. But the thing is, so are you saying Lamelo will be an all-star before Lonzo? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, what Lonzo's got a two, three-year, yeah. three three-year, three-year head start, and he, he's not looking like one at all at the moment. So it's not like he's close to it. Yeah, but I don't think Lamelo will. Like I feel like it, if Lamello did take off, it would be his third year, third, fourth year mm. that 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 he'd be an all star. But that's a good question. Mm. I don't know. I'll go out there and put
0: a stamp and say Lamello will. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't I'm not sure if Lonzo gets an all-star. Like to be fair, actually I'm being a bit harsh. All he has to do is really fix his shot. Because he's still a good passer, isn't he? He's still a great passer. But he just needs to—he needs to fix his shot, and he looks like he's trying to do that. I just don't know if anyone cares anymore about Lonzo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know what I mean? And that's—you need—you need a little bit of people to care to be an All Star too, especially when you're fighting for those last few spots. It's about relevancy as well. That does push you up. As much as people don't think it's all about skill, it's not. Sometimes it isn't just about oh, who's got—you know—who's got the hype on them. Who's got the hype on Absolutely,
1: shoulders? but I think at the same time, like when you start performing. When you kind of step up and you you start carrying a team, and I mean he's playing in a team with Stop. bigger name with with bigger names than him, yeah. you know. So and, and the way he plays though is unselfish. He plays it. He plays like a nice style of basketball in which he he lets those other people shine, mm. you know. And that's his style. So maybe he won't always he he won't grab the headlines, you know. But you will see how he how he develops how he you know, goes forward.
0: Just on your point about the college basketball system in America, I wish it was like that in the UK. I watch college basketball in, in America. Or I don't watch it often, but I'm watching on like clips and that, and I'm looking at the crowds, the crowds for college, and I'm thinking, how do we not have anything like that in the UK? Like, obviously, football is our main is our main sport, isn't it?
1: Yeah. What, in,
0: you know, in universities, we're not
1: packing out football
0: stadiums like that,
1: are we well, it, no, it's interesting though that you say it because. There's a debate to be had, right, on what is a better system, right? So Mm. university, the path path to professional for all sports in America, more or less, Mm. is, and you've got to think it's very school-based, okay? So if I'm just comparing this to English football, where we're playing football and where we're developing at a young age is never in our schools. It's never in our primary schools, you know, mm. it's it's on Sunday and Saturday. Whereas through the American system, it's all through your high school team, high school team, state championships, university teams, you yeah. know, state NCAA championships. So they're, they're having to follow this path in which, you know, you have to do a little bit of education, make sure you can just meet the bare minimum, but then you have to take a step into university. Which I don't know if is the best thing. Like, say you have to be in the NBA for one. Uh, you have to be in college for one year before you go to the NBA. You have to be in college for two years before you go to the NFL. All right. So for for professionals, is it the best thing? Now for somebody who's not a professional, not going to be a professional. Someone like me who went to university to play it's the best thing ever because. Yeah you get that experience of almost living like a professional in terms of the the staff that you have, the facilities, the equipment, and, and then being able to play in big tournaments and being able to play in you know good environments that are, are set up for that, where you wouldn't get that in England. But then in England, you're able to get a more professional development from professional clubs earlier on and go and break that break that boundary earlier.
0: That's a yeah, that's a good point. And the only thing I would say is, is that how many footballers or professional players ever are really, especially okay, let's talk about the UK. Actually, we talk about these young players coming through like the professional system and they're playing for these teams, right? A lot of them are still. A lot of football teams now separate their. Younger teams from their professional teams, only the good players, right? In the under 23 20 threes under only the good ones out of those are going to play with or uh, train with your professionals. Now, often, yeah. they, often they're training at a different facility. I think Liverpool's just got a new facility now where they all train. They're, they're training the same one, but often for the smaller teams, there's a whole different facility for for the
1: younger teams. It depends team. on the facilities, but okay, if they have true. the train academy, then they'll probably all be at the same place. Yeah, but spread probably. out, you know, have spread out. So, but either
0: way, they're separated, right? Now, don't you? Think yeah. Still, will be better facilities than your universities or your your schools, obviously. Regardless, but these these players aren't. I mean, how many times do you see like an? We're seeing more actually recently. So not, this argument's a bit flawed. But how many? How often do you see a youngster just break onto the scene at eighteen, nineteen, around that age? Usually, it's you know.
1: In football. Yeah, I'd say more or less every year, <laughs> but. At the same time, I'll caveat that saying that they don't. Does it mean that they're going to sustain their, you know, that hype?
0: Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. I there's always
1: like... there's always a young player coming on the scene who's who's got some hype around him, mm-hmm. and is he going to break through into the Premier League? Gets a few starts, can he keep it up? Yeah, I'd say it, it happens more. Yeah, but, it happens more. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but if you actually if you actually take that in terms of the the whole pool of that. That age group, the whole mm. group, it's still it's very minimal. We've talked about exactly, so it's like 000 percent, and exactly. that's why you then you look at the American system and it's like hmm, actually, for the large pool of people, this is amazing, and for the fact that then you're having this college where you get loads of fans and you know you get to play, that's crazy, that's cool, but then the other thing is that like you've got to understand how. The N, so it's called the NCA, which is the governing body in America for college sports, right? And the amount of money they make—it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And in university, for the vast majority of us, right, it doesn't matter because we're not—we're not making revenue off our name. But you're not allowed to be a professional if you've ever even been considered a professional before university. You can't go to You can't play sports. You have to be amateur status. So there's kind of a argument, and it's changing, the it's changing slowly, but that these that they're c- keeping players back because they're now risking injury, especially in NFL, mm. in in American football, they're risking injury to go through this and make money for this big corporation, yet they can't can't make them die, die for the name.
0: That, that's my point actually. I forgot about that. So, exactly, someone like Zion. Yeah. In his last year, the amount of tickets he must have sold and he couldn't make a single penny from it. All goes to, it all goes to the university, it all goes to the college. That is crazy.
1: Exactly. And think about like LeBron was like, he, he was one of the last before they introduced the rule in which you have to go to uh, university for a year. Mm. So he didn't go to university. He didn't go to university. But the, the rules still applied in high school. Yet yeah, LeBron was driving around in a Hummer. <laughs> The guy the guy had a single like was raised by just his mum, right? They didn't have money. Yeah, this guy's died around in a Hummer, you know. Of course he's getting paid somewhere. People are like, this guy's gonna make it, you know. Yes. And so he he even got suspended for a little bit of time for that. And that's just because off, off is his talent, like, look at this guy, he's now getting paid, but he's playing with, you know, high school kids. Why 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 hold somebody's talent? Mm. Or, or, or I, and
0: that's yeah, where that's, I think it's cool.
1: going back to your point of university sports in England. Yeah, I, I it would be cool because I've only ever because I didn't spend any time here while at university. The only one I've ever gone to is when because my brother, GK, for people listening, he went to Sheffield University and then they have the varsity games, don't they? At the end of the year in which like, they play at a stadium and then they have some good fans. So that had good fans. Yeah,
0: no, you have like varsity games and I think I actually probably I'd probably say the rugby games in general get a lot more viewing than football. Just from what I experienced, I could be completely wrong there. I could be talking rubbish, but from what I experienced with my uni, rugby was the hype. When there was a a rugby match on, they had it. Still wasn't American level uh, fans. There was there was some decent viewership there. Yeah, yeah. obviously the the American sports they don't get fans. They get TV. Somebody's
1: somebody's getting think, I think it's because do you know because the holding these the holding the stars from being pro right, which yeah. means you have star talent in college, mm. and so the level of play you're seeing is TV worthy.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know you're seeing Zion in college making people look like a fool. You're seeing these NFL yeah. uh, these like NFL players in college, destroying, and then these are hundred thousand stadiums. Whereas in England, those play those players wouldn't even be in university, so all of a sudden that standard's lower. It was yeah. already lower because there's no way to hold a player like that to go to university. So maybe mm. the standard's not as good, and then oh, maybe yeah, no doubt. And then, our, and then our system's just different anyway. But yeah, obviously the standard's not because if
0: you if you're good enough, you won't be at university, will you? You'll be in, in a team. You'll be yeah. in a system with But the thing is, though, right? I've always wondered this as well. A lot of the time, right? You get obviously what I know about the American system too is, is draft night. I think that's mm. the, the the worst teams get the highest draft. You can't see shifting up the order. I think that's an issue with football at the moment. There's there's dominant teams in every league, and it's pretty much things like that. The only real change is obviously the Premier League every now and again. You know, there'll be a random team that comes up might yeah. get top, of it, you know, or gets a new owner or gets a new owner exactly, and then and then they come up. But, I mean, in the NBA, in the NFL, the worst team in the league last year, just by simply drafting a talent, could get to the playoffs the next year. It's crazy to think that. And that's what I love about it, the
1: constant action you never actually know what's going to happen each year. It makes it a lot more interesting. I think, I think that's, from a fan's perspective, I think yeah. it's great. I think it's so, like, draft night. I like the fact that it's, like, a defined set that every year, this is when you're getting new players. And for the player, like, this is the mark of me entering the league. I think that's wicked. For the... No, to, to... I was just going to
0: say... No, carry, carry on with your point. On
1: with your okay. Point. For the players, I'm not so sure about it, because the way that the American system works is you kind of... You're at the... You're owned by the team. More than... you Until you become a superstar... After those initial first years of contract, the team can do whatever they want with you across the sports. And I don't like that for the players. Sometimes I just like to think because it, it's so easy as fans to always shit on players. Yeah. But sometimes I hmm. but for the fans, yeah, I think I think it's amazing. But then again, you've got to compare the sports as well. NBA is a five-man team. I was just about Le- to ask that. LeBron say- move anywhere. They're they're gonna they're gonna win. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. obviously as a football player, you can't really. There's no way that you'll be able to like you draft an 18 year old. And first of all, the the chances of them making your starting lineup next year is very slim. Yeah. But if they do make the starting lineup, for them to actually change your team, from it's just not gonna happen. There's 11 players on the pitch, and it's such a it's a bigger floor, it's a bigger space that you, one person is just not enough. Whereas in basketball. It's obviously a smaller court and smaller players, so a one person would make a big difference if he is just an unreal talent,
1: exactly. But,
0: but the question is with NFL, right? I don't really watch NFL,
1: yeah.
0: Does it work? I'm sure it must work a bit differently then because surely there's so many players on the pitch, it's such a bigger floor. The draft really isn't that important then,
1: it is far? still important because, but the change is slower. Like NBA, the change can be immediate. Yeah. You move, you move LeBron, you move two players, or you move a player. That next season, Lakers can go off and win it. You know that that can't happen in NFL. And I like, I prefer watching NFL to NBA just because of the whole, the way of American I don't, American sports in, in general is everything's about a show. You know, <laughs> you have the the halftime show, they have to have the chili. It's all all the thing, but. I think for the NFL, the change is slow, but it's still, it still matters hugely because these players that are coming in, they're, like I said, they're not kids, you know. They've already spent two years in university. Mm. These guys, a lot of these guys, yes, they still have to adjust for their talents coming into the league. And a talent can make a huge difference. And while you, you can't do it alone, you still, you still need the, the different pieces. You... It's all about how good is your team at piecing that together. And that is, it's more of a, like a, a maths equation in that sense, because it's not just, oh, yeah, let's pick him and that we don't worry about it. It's how can that one player fill in that weakness that we have and make everyone else better? Yeah. And I think that's pr- probably more related to football in a, in a way. Yeah.
0: We'll be interested in it if we had a little, just a once, one-off season where we just did a draft night. Who <laughs> are the, the best talents, the young 19ers, who are the best in the league? Just that would let me be weird, wouldn't it? Just let, who's the bottom of the league right now? I don't even know. Who is it? Brighton or someone? I don't even know. Premier League. No. Let but,
1: Bron, um,
0: West Brom, just pick the
1: best. Let's. What I want to ask you, I've been thinking this since we're talking about sports, talk about LaMelo, talk about maybe LeVar and, and how he acts. I want to talk about role models in sport, right? Because this kind of came up to the other week when I watched Lewis Hamilton secure his seventh, seventh all time greatest race F one driver of all time, right? Doesn't get doesn't get the recognition he deserves, I believe. That's probably another question. But Look, this
0: guy Since he doesn't get the recognition he deserves, let's give him some recognition. Let's talk about Lewis Hamilton for a bit. Because he doesn't you're right, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. And I don't understand why I'm not a massive F1 fan, okay, my dad loves F1, he loves Lewis Hamilton I'm not a massive F1 fan, right but yeah. I know Michael Schumacher, I yeah. know who Michael Schumacher is, I know that he's considered the greatest of all time in the F1 world, right now he shouldn't be now he shouldn't <laughs> be, because Lewis Hamilton has broken every record there is, he's got the same amount of championships as him, he's got way more wins, way more polls way more podiums, and I'm just thinking, nobody really talks about Lewis Hamilton I don't really hear that much noise about him, and why not? Yeah, like, I, and, and also, what what I think is so crazy about the fact that it's Lewis Hamilton we're doing this, right? Is if you actually look at every sport that is played in Britain, the main sports right that mm-hmm. are played in Britain, can you name a single British GOAT in any other sport? We're talking about one of the, in the even in the conversation football. Do we have a, 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 a British footballer who's in the conversation of greatest of all time? No, we don't. Mm. Cricket, no, we don't. I don't watch rugby, but I'm pretty sure there's probably New Zealand or Australian or South African players who are more highly regarded than English players in rugby, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Lewis Hamilton is British, and he is actually in the GOAT conversation. Even if you don't think he's the greatest of all time, he's one or two. He has to be one or two. Yes. That is a crazy well,
1: start. We don't have anyone like that. Let, 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 let me come back in, in two points. One, let's uh, along with him being this the GOAT of F1, right? The example he sets and the voice he's using constantly, relentlessly, is such a positive note that I don't know how the, the F1, how F1 can't get behind him more. Mm. He's literally the perfect role model for the sport or, or for a sportsman. And then to answer question, why doesn't he get rec- recognition? Hmm. Hate to go there, people. But it's because of the colour of his skin. It, 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 it has to be there is no other way the way, if, if Lewis Hamilton is doing something he he's more of a super he, he, he's more of a superstar than any F1 person has ever been, will ever be right, hangs out with rappers, hangs out with movie stars and I think in the world when when people are talking about him in the F1 conversation, they use that as a taint against him for some reason, as in like, ah, he's just this, he's all about the media, he's, you know, they're being distracted by what he's doing and saying off, off, off the racetrack, even though it's all good, there's nothing bad there, and not lending it to the F1 conversation in which maybe a white man has just all his only conversation, the only time you ever hear him him speaking, is when you're in a conversation about F1. Because you're not seeing him off the racetrack. Yeah. And so, while it may be hard to hear from other people, in my opinion, that's the facts. Yeah, I mean,
0: obviously, yeah, I agree with you. I do agree, hundred percent, Alexander. It's crazy to me that like, he doesn't get more recognition. He it's mental. I would even go as far as to say Andy Murray um, <laughs> gets more recognition than him. And Andy Murray is not in the goat conversation. You are not putting him next to Federer and Nadal or Sampras or any of those man. You know he's won a couple of Grand Slams and he's he got to number one for a bit. But he is not a goat, right? And I'd say he gets more recognition than Lewis Hamilton. I don't. People can argue that point, but I, I I would say he does.
1: No, I would too as well. I mean, if you just look at like BBC Sportsperson every year, how Lewis Hamilton... Do, c- it doesn't just sweep up that thing on a regular basis. I don't understand. Mm. Yeah, the guy couldn't. He, only... he does nothing wrong. <laughs> he
0: does My nothing only... wrong. My only issue with F one. This is this is this is not a Lewis Hamilton point. This is an F one. This is why I don't like F one because okay. I just feel and this is going to get some F one fans heated because I've got a few friends who like F one and there's something about F one fans, yeah, that. They just know everything about it like i don't know why because maybe it's like because it's car based but they just know about engines they know about you know oil level tank level speed they're just like su- super scientific and i just don't get it and i'm having a conversation with f1 and i'm just thinking wow you know too much but anyway <laughs> my issue with f1 is, is right is that it's so heavily based around the car it's so heavily based around the car don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not trying to no no the Hamilton and bring down his achievements because obviously if anyone could do it why is he on top all the time but Lewis Hamilton moved to Mercedes right yeah. and he started winning okay before he moved to Mercedes I think he was in McLaren right yeah. and Vettel was in Red Bull and Vettel yes. was winning year yeah. on year, one, year right Mercedes car got better Red Bull car got worse so they switched so for me it's like a lot I would say a lot of it is to do with what car you're in. For example, Lewis Hamilton's driving buddy this year. I didn't even watch F1. I somehow know a lot about it. Yeah, Bottas. Bottas. Who was he before he moved to Mercedes? Who was that guy? I never heard about him. He wasn't winning enough. He wasn't getting the podiums. All of a sudden, he's second all the time. Mm. That's my issue with F1. It's so good. No,
1: it, it's a good point. And it's, you have to consider that, right? Because mm. it's like, here here's a guy. Yes, his real race every week is Against it is against your driving partner in the same car,
0: mm.
1: right? That's that's the only level fair, level fair playing field ever that you have every week. The rest of it, yes, in each in each cut in each driving team, whatever, you can see who the who the talent is, but of course, would it it'd be a completely different game if every single person was driving the same car and showing their proper ability? Now, obviously. You can see their ability though. you can see even regardless of what car they're in that there's there's going to be a difference. But I do think it goes down when we start talking about conversations across sports mm. you know i'm I'm always on that when we go across sports and we start comparing, you have to take factors like that, yeah um, but yeah
0: if we're, if we're simply talking about Lewis Hamilton though. This, that back to it's irrelevant because obviously that's not just happened recently. That's always, since the start of the F1, I'm pretty sure it's always been dependent on the car. And the car, even if you go back to Schumacher, Schumacher was in Ferrari. I'm sure at the time Ferrari was on top. So I don't think, so in the conversation of Lewis Hamilton, it, it means nothing because he is still dominated. Dominated. For the, I don't know how many years now he's dominated. And for me, I, as a guy who doesn't watch F1, so it's, there's not much credibility in my argument, he is the greatest of all time, just based on numbers.
1: I mean, don't, numbers don't mean everything, but... I watch it nearly every week. Don't know how much more credibility that gives me, to be honest, but he's a goat. That's in the conversation with that, in F1. But I want to go across sports a bit more. Now, we always have, like, me and you, we like to have a greatest of all time from an athlete perspective, and I think, you know, that's a great one. I want to get into that again and another time. But today, I want to kind of focus on these role models. Because, you know... Especially this year, when so much things have been happening outside of sports and we've had sports people trying to speak up, you know, trying to share their message. It makes you think, OK, who who in sport is the greatest of all time for not only their ability to play the sport, but for their voice and who they are outside of the sport? So that's what I'm raising to the floor today. OK. Okay. And let's take it across sports. So it's kind of, you can categorise it, but any initial thoughts? Um, For me, there's no debate. But before I let you know. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) I've actually got a sort of counter flip whole opinion on this. But... I'll have the decision first, and then I'll give you that. Because if I give you that count, it'll just it could just ruin the debate. For me, it's no debate. It's LeBron James. The guy has created a school, a whole school for, under, for underprivileged children to go to for free. I hear. There's I hear. who's done that? I hear Who you. has done that? Tell me.
1: No, no, no. Sc- I hear you. We're going to. We're- I'm going to break it down because I don't like to jump into one person. <laughs> you, you've you just gone way too hasty. Straight in. Think, think you know it. I'm not so sure, though. you got, got to go just, confident. You've got to go confident. We are talking about role models, right? But like, I'm going to say for me personally, when I'm just naturally looking at sports talents, I think I'm, I'm attracted to the players who aren't always perfect. Yeah, I'm attracted to the McGregors. So uh, even sometimes the money Mayweathers, you know, if we're talking in, in, in sports, I'm attracted to the players who say the NFL like the Antonio Browns or the people who are the Rodmans in, in the NBA, those type of personalities who the villains, so to speak, the, the villains, because they're the ones who you get excited about, you know, sometimes they're the ones you can get behind and you're like, I want to carry your energy and I'm going to, because people are going to talk about Michael Jordan being the greatest in basketball and his mentality being the greatest to win. But does that make you the best role model? I think it depends on your definition of role model,
0: right? Because it depends what we're talking about. Obviously, I, I jumped in straight away with the um, the ideal role model. You want mm-hmm. a sportsman to, to be a good guy. You want a sportsman to, to not just be greedy, to share his wealth or to, to show that, that he's doing something with his wealth other than just for himself. because obviously the biggest argument in sports that will ever be is they get paid way too much no matter what sport you look at they Mm -hmm. get paid way too much why are they getting paid so much now obviously it's supply and demand but if they are getting paid too much right for what they do I mean it's not their fault they're getting that kind of money but if, if they're showing how to use that money in a more positive light rather than just on themselves that that is obviously one definition of role model but like you said your definition of role model is carrying that energy the mentality having that can actually push someone to be successful. Yeah. It might not be the perfect way to go about it. It might, for the, for young kids, for young the younger generation, that would be potentially a poor role model. But for people our age and people in our sort of circumstance, that's actually a positive role model because, like I said, they may not always say the right things, but what they're doing and the way they're going about their life is, it's
1: it's, it's actually yeah, well, and I'm not saying that you want to attain. exactly, and I'm not saying that that might be my ideal definition, but it's something to consider. Just... Oh, I'm doing the podcast, Dad. My Dad's coming. He's saying hello, everybody. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> a little special guest. Special guest. Oh. I don't know. I think she just gone cycling. Everybody enjoy that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm not saying that exactly is the way that. I'm going to define the role models but i say it has to be done for consideration because is that kind of act or that behavior more impactful you know is being the nice guy going through your career you know doing well yes it is good and you've been a good role model but is is that going to impact more people after after your career
0: yeah
1: and then another point i was just going to go back to your point and say players get paid too much of course players get paid too much and like you said, it's supply and demand and I kind of, I'm taking the player side of this, I don't think the money they get is what they deserve they're attracting the crowds, they're playing it's good, but I think we should go and break down per sport, okay who, yeah. we, who, who we kind of think is is in that conversation so if we, we've already said basketball and, and I'm going to agree with you when it comes to basketball, it's not a conversation LeBron James Yeah. F1 Luis Hammond. Okay. Said that. I'm 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 just gonna jot these down just so I know. Yeah. If we're talking tennis, Roger Federer.
0: I would say Roger Federer. However, there is an argument made for Nadal. And the reason why I say that is because if we're talking about mentality thing, if I'm looking at someone who if I'm looking at a player who looks like he is hungry Constantly. to games, like when he's playing a game He's in it no matter who he's playing. He's passionate. That isn't a doubt. Federer is obviously a lot more smoother, like he's a well-spoken man, gentleman kind of player. But Rafa, if we're talking about that hunger, that desire, that someone who you know will push other people to be like, "Oh, I want to be like that guy. I want that's the kind
1: of mentality I want to be in." That's a good point though. Because I was see, I was being lazy there. You caught me out. You caught me out. Because I was in. I'm initially just thinking, who have I ho- heard my whole career that's never really put a foot wrong, but at been at the top of the conversation? but that's, but that's what that's what we're saying. and we're not talking about who's who is the
0: greatest, what we're talking about definition interpretation, who can be in that conversation and who actually is gonna push more people down the line. and as as much as we talk about Pedro and I love Federer, he's beautiful yeah. to watch. But is he really having that much of an impact on people?
1: But when he finishes his career, right? Because yeah. If we compare Federer and Nadal, how, who's won the most trophies? Oh, Federer, yeah. Okay. I mean, so, or, when, so, when mean... the, so when he's finished, right, yeah. are people, people are going to remember that he was a nice guy. But they're also going to remember that he's he's won more than Nadal's. So instantly, he goes to top of mind first. And then you add on that role model bit in order to get there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I like that point. Because I see what you're saying with Nadal, though. Like, that's a good point. Because I look at Nadal, I'm like, if I was trying to model myself around a player, this guy has been winning his whole career, right? He's still looking like he's hungry. The guy needs some bread. Just <laughs> yeah. to fill up. Get some bread and live pack, man. Because he, yeah, he, he you, needs to fill up. He's had 1% body part his whole life, I feel like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the only issue i have with Nadal is, because uh, people might real tennis fans who are listening to this might be like what are you on about Nadal will will overtake Federer because I don't think it's that far off right or if you look if you take out and this is a crazy thing to say but if you take out Nadal's French Opens, it's it's not close and that's the majority of Nadal's Grand Slam wins is the French Open he wins on clay all the time that's my yeah. only issue with Nadal. Like, I don't even, he's obviously great but he just wins in the same court every time it's like come on do something else
1: well, I'm. Thing is, though, I'm looking. I just had a quick look-up, you know, because I gotta check the facts here sometimes. In yeah. terms of them playing each other, right? They played each other forty times, and Nadal has beat Federer twenty-four. Uh, Federer's one sixteen. That is a crazy start. So that's just them. That's not close. close. I didn't realize it was. That. I didn't realize that start But but that's them against each other. Does that mean that they've won more trophies? like as a whole no i still think i think Pedro beats him what's so it, he just what's confirmed the total trophies to, to start because that that's another conversation then
0: mm.
1: you know you're as saying one on one who's beaten who okay but who's who's got the mentality to win the most trophies
0: yeah who's yeah but then you have to i think you have to factor in Nadal's injury record as well i think Nadal's been injured for a for a little bit longer and he's missed a few out does that
1: come into play? Mm. I think it's hard. I think you need to stay relevant. I think you yeah. need to play. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: But so the thing is, is we're only—if you notice—we're only talking about people in our era. Yeah. This is clearly a generational thing. But obviously, when it comes to role models, it has to be generational because well, these, we're talking about our role models, not talking about you know my, our dad's role models.
1: Exactly, so, and I hate when the competition right <laughs> moves to people are like. Oh, he's the greatest of all time. Someone before we were even born. Bro, you did not watch him. You've watched two YouTube videos and listened to some people telling you this. Make your own opinion with your own eyes. I
0: could. We're going to have that conversation in another podcast because I'll get very heated on that. I'll get (laughs) very passionate about that point. Don't you worry,
1: my friend. So, let's... Career wins. Roger Federer, 103. Nadal, 86. So... I mean, if we're going to go, Roger Federer is five years older, so you could say Nadal has some time. But mm. there's other people in the world, such as Djokovic, that are taking some a majority of those trophies too. The
0: question is that this isn't a greatest of all time debate. This is a role model debate. Well, that's, no, that's, that's the thing though. All,
1: all, I, all. Who are we taking forward? Who are we taking forward from this conversation? We look like we've narrowed down on these two. And for, and that's where we are kind of. We're, I think we're, for our
0: era, it has to be those two. I think that in, if for our era, it's Federer and Nadal. It has to be.
1: Exactly. So, who are we taking forward for tennis? I'm taking Federer. I like Federer. I like right. Federer. I just like he's just he's just a guy who you can get
0: behind. I just like looking at it, the way he hits that backhand and his face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's got such a nice face, has not he? <laughs> he, just like, he can't do no wrong. He can't, man. He just moves in a room and you're just like, you, you probably just be like, look at that guy. He walks a yeah, water. He's humble. You know what I mean? You feel like he talks to people at the same level. He doesn't, doesn't talk down to you. Because yeah. you know? make your friends, you back to for a cup of tea, you know? It's, it's, yeah. it's, you are going to walk with him, it's, it's, it's calm. Yeah, I feel like he's the kind of guy who's like, hey, do you want to come have some food with the family? You know what I mean? What, what do you wouldn't feel type of way about it. You know, he's got he's got a seat ready for you. There's a
0: plate
1: okay. Up. So let's... We've we've done a few sports. We haven't even got to football yet. I mean, that's the one where that's where the biggest conversation should be around for us. I mean, we it be more of our knowledge base. Who who's in that conversation for football?
0: Uh, okay, again, this is all about definition. I think Rashford recently has put himself in that conversation based on what he's done.
1: Yes, okay. I'd say recently, but we, we remember it's kind of you have to be in goat status.
0: Yeah. You yeah, because we're talking about influent, influence, aren't yeah, we? So, yeah. Rashford doesn't have that influence yet, but in a few years, if he stays on top, he's already looking like... To but, be honest, nee, I forget about Rashford. Let's
1: move on higher that, than him.
0: Okay, sorry. Okay, I'm saying... I'm going to go down in the Nadal argument again. Okay. And Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Because, for me, the GOAT conversation is separate. I don't put him in that, but that's a separate conversation. Ooh. But i put him in a conversation. I don't put him. I mean, like, okay, that's another conversation, okay? Yeah, we're not having that one today. Im- influence. Yeah. What does, like His passion, his hunger, his training regime, the way he maintains his body. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It is crazy. Like, I think he can go on for another two, three years. So, I would have so been five, 35 now, I think.
1: I, I agree with you completely. But let me throw out a few more names just to get. Let me throw out a few more names. Okay. Ronaldinho. Okay, let's not forget the impact that this guy had during during his time, and the style of play in which changed a generation, and the way that he played with a smile every time he's playing football. This guy's coming. He's 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 smiling the whole game, right? He's one of the greatest in the world. He's smiling the whole game. He's changing the way the game is played. The way kids are thinking about playing football. I'm just going to put his name as a as one of the goats of the game and a potential role model. For me, one of my favorite players growing up is Tierra. Henry, will be forever. The way we've already described Ronaldo, the way I mentioned in Ronaldinho, I don't know if he has okay. enough to get across the line. I think again, you're, to your to your Ronaldinho
0: point, I think this is the perfect point of the two different definitions of role models within sports because obviously. When you think about football, Ronaldinho is one of the first players that come to your mind. Especially our era, like the hair, the teeth, the skills, everything. Yeah, it was it was a pleasure to watch at times. You just you just wanted to just watch Ronaldinho. That was it on the pitch, right? Outside of the pitch, outside of the pitch. I think he, is he still isn't he still in jail at the moment? I think he's like he might be in jail at the moment, or he was in over the past year was in jail. He's a mad alcoholic. Crazy... You're getting confused. Ronaldinho. Do your Google searches, my friend. He's a crazy here. Yep. A lot of people in Brazil are not a fan of him because of his...
1: the way he moves. You know what, folks? I'm going to have to take a step back here. I did not know he went to jail. I mean, do your research, my friend, because I'm here to give you facts, OK? <laughs> I only thought facts
0: like Rafa. The Kami Benitez. He, the guy went to
1: jail in Paraguay? Yep. And um, find out what, listen, tell the people why, Ryan. He spent 32 days in jail before being released on bail. And this is for using a fake Paraguayan passport. What? Fraudulent. Fraudulent behavior. He went to a max security prison. What? Why does he need a fake passport? Is it was he trying to hide his identity or something? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. The guy's been removed from the conversation because at this point in your life, yeah, you, ha- you have to have the no tarnish. Wow, I'm just saying that. That's my thing about Ronaldinho. Like,
0: it has to. We ha- we're talking about role models, as much as like you said, I do agree with your point about the Conor McGregor's about that intensity. However, mm. they still have to like, they it can't be tarnished like that. If they, if you want them to be a role model, they, they, they can't. You can't have a role model like that. I don't think. I just think that's. I don't know. It depends. Like I said, the definition of role models. That like what we're actually, in terms of our age, like so the younger generation. But for someone like our age, can we ignore
1: something like that? So for all the reasons you've given, right? Yeah. The way you explain Ronaldo, as you uh, know, he's the greatest of all time. It doesn't matter what definition we're talking. No. That's but, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to take Ronaldo forward for football. I'm just trying to
0: think of any other names because we only mentioned three really, and obviously there's a lot of footballers. Exactly,
1: but the fact that they're not coming to, coming to the top of my head already is like, yeah. where's their relevance? You know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like Ren-
0: Ronaldo's been relevant for a long, long time, and just the the, the way he moves is. Is inspirational. It is inspirational, isn't it? You're like, wow, this guy, man, he's just he's a trainer, he's a hard worker, he just
1: Yeah, his mentality, the way he plays the game, Ooh, the way that's... he everything. And and off the pitch, exactly. So let's move on to the next sport, which I think needs to be fighting. I say fighting because there's MMA, yeah. there's boxing now, there's different different disciplines. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot to be said, right? For the Muhammad Ali, who would all would also be the greatest of all time conversation for boxing alone mm. and now while he was a, a wild card in the way he spoke like he had a gift the things he was spoke, speaking about similar to now in which people are like taking a stance on race and taking a stance on injustice Muhammad Ali was doing that before anybody else I and doing it in a big way
0: no, I agree with your point The only thing I would say is the fact that it kind of contradicts our earlier point about eras because we're talking about our role models here. And as great as Muhammad Ali was, can we say that's our era? Can we say that he's one of our role models? We didn't grow up watching him fight. We didn't grow up watching him, hearing these speeches, what he did. So I feel like, yeah, for the previous era, of course, that would be a a very good argument. I just feel like for us, us having a conversation, it's difficult to say he could be our role model.
1: I get it, yeah, and I know you can't go back and forth, and I kind of contradict myself a little bit there, but, you know, I've had pictures of Muhammad Ali on my wall, and I'm thinking, why have I had pictures of this guy on my wall if I've never, if I didn't live through his era of this? Okay, what I know I'm watching things, and and I'm only being informed from an opinion of a movie, or opinion of conversation, but the fact that his legacy's lived on so strong to now, and that we have all this information on what he's done. Or do you think I'm still contradicting myself here?
0: No, it, it, yeah, you are contradicting yourself. However, it's hard because Muhammad well, Ali is he's just so transcendent, in of, of, of generations.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, like you
0: said, I I it's I mean there's certain guys who, even though they're of a previous era and you didn't maybe didn't watch them or didn't grow up watch them, it's difficult to argue with them because you 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 know how do we know so much about this guy? Mm. How do we know so much about him? You can tell me, I, I can tell you some of his fights. Rumble in the jungle. Julian Manila. How do I know this? Why do I know this? Do you know what I mean? It's like, that is, there is something to say for that. Now, I just want to throw up a different guy there. Just, okay. Another cat in the mix. Which is going to contradict myself. about <laughs> tarnish, right? But is there anything to say about Mike Tyson coming back? Uh, well. How, what the age he's at come back to fight again we all know what it takes to be in a boxer man to get punched for 12 rounds now obviously he's a tarnished guy I don't know if we, I don't know if you can have him in this conversation but see all. here but
1: I'm going to I'm going to go across the whole get, okay, against the whole sport of, of fighting and just think in the way we started to categorize these players right can we even include boxing and um, MMA in the conversation because in order to be a goat in this sport You need to be someone who's, you know, got something different going on in your brain.
0: Yeah,
1: killer. You know, you have to have a bit of a killer in you to Mm. get stuff out eat wheat, and get boxed and box people down. Yeah. And with that is going to come a lot of extra, as it always does for everybody. You have to talk loud. You have to talk arrogantly. You know, you have to set your stage. How about at the same time I can counter that point and
0: say, if we're talking about any sport, Is there any other sport that has as hard of a training regime or training camp going up to a fight than boxers, MMA people? Is there any other sport that trains as hard as those guys do? Because those guys, from their diet to the hours they're putting in before before a fight, that's inspirational. That is the mentality you you have to be in to have that, to be so focused and so... Dedicated to one goal, to to achieving this one goal.
1: That's- I would agree. When I'm initially thinking through that, I'm thinking, okay, what other sports do you have in which there's like there's a build-up to an event? So you gotta think of like Olympic sports, you know, those kind of things in which these these athletes are working solely for this event in which they go hard. Mm-hmm. But then I'd count on myself in saying and agreeing with you on the fighting because it's not every four years. It's not every two years. Yeah. These guys will just agree three months later and say, okay, I'm going dark for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on the hoodie on, starting to sweat jogging through the streets. Mm. So you know what? I think I, I don't really think...
0: Just going back to your point about can we do it for a, for a boxer? I, I I don't know if you can, you know? I don't know if you can because I'm just thinking now, I'm just thinking Tyson Fury just popped in there, But I'm thinking even he... he is to honest because you have to have something in order to, to achieve what they, they achieve, there's something that's interesting be... that you're thinking Tyson Fury before Anthony Joshua? Well no, the reason why I would say Tyson Fury is because of what he went through to come back, but then okay. the fact of what he went through kind of counters that because like, okay, you're, I mean, he looked to drugs it's not, that's not raw behaviour mm. so can you say the fact he came back from that after two years out, after being way overweight, obese and coming back to took I mean, he drew with Deontay Wilder, but he should have won that fight, we all yeah. know that that's inspirational, but at the same time, what's story- yeah,
1: inspirational, no, you're
0: right. What's not that isn't though? So he's not you can't put him in that conversation because he was he was addicted to drugs for a bit. And you know, he let his he let his life go down that path. So can you say that's a you can't really say that's a role
1: model? The more we had this conversation, the more the opinion of, of how we should define role model has changed in my head. <laughs> like if I go to Lewis Hamilton, Federer, LeBron, he seems like they're all two nice guys. They just—they just—they're nice guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's—it's it's, it's an easy, easy, easy conversation. Whereas when we start talking about the boxing people or people in football who have had a career but have made it and hustled, because like, say we let's go to golf for example. Mm. Now, Tiger Woods, without a question of a doubt, you know, I'm not a golf expert. I've got into golf hugely this year. Yeah. And there are people before him who were great. You know, Jack Nicholas comes comes to mind. But he's before my era. I didn't know the guy. I do not know those guys. All I know is Tiger Woods as, firstly, one of the only black people to be playing golf. Secondly, to change the way people even play the sport, realise that they've got to get fit, realise that they've got to get their body in shape, have a mindset that's just a killer instinct and continues to do it his whole career. Yeah, he has this little weird tarnish over a little relationship scandal. Now, I don't want to downplay the relationship scandal. But... Well, I wouldn't call it little. <laughs> <You> know, like... <laughs> exactly. And I, I said I said little and I caught myself saying it. I was like, hmm, <laughs> it wasn't quite little. <laughs> so he has this thing in which, you know, you think, oh, is he a role model? But then he comes back to win the Masters last year when he really shouldn't be with with the field that is of young talent that are playing now is that inspirational story on top of what he's all what he did as a young as a young player in the sport of golf propelling him to be a bigger role model as his impact will continue to last this is why i think this
0: is why i think it changed. i think our definition in terms of how old we are our age our definition is different to the young generation because we know what's right or wrong so we know when, when these players are are, are tarnishing themselves we know that that's wrong. We d- that we're not talking about role models. Just, oh, we want to want to follow their whole entirely. We know that these guys aren't perfect. We're not when when we, when we call these people role models. We're not saying, "Oh, these guys we want to we want to just emulate. We want to copy. We want to be a carbon copy these people. We want to do this. no." We're we're saying we can see the greatness in them, and mm-hmm. we can see certain aspects of their life where they had to go through some adversity, or they've had to go above the average person to achieve that, and that's what we want to emulate so therefore i think for us there is i think we can ignore the tarnished image of something that a scandal that may have happened here or there because we know that's wrong we can put that aside we can say well we're not we know that's wrong we ain't going to be we're not we're not getting involved in that that's yeah but in terms of where we're at and i like being hungry for success do you know wanting to better ourselves wanting to be the, the best version of ourselves that's what we want to take away from them so yeah. if we're talking about all these players in terms of the best version of themselves and that being our role model, then you can, then, I mean, I, I'm not trying to downplay what they've done. I'm just saying we know that we're not going to emulate the bad things. We're looking We're looking at the purely of their career path and how they, what they've achieved to get there and what
1: they've done to get there. So are you saying that's what we should consider? Because I feel that's like what you can't... Think we should consider. I think for the younger generation here, yeah, of course, they're you know,
0: they're still learning. They're still developing. Like you know, the kids these days, they need to. They need to be, you know, guided on what's right or wrong. They they might not always know what's right or wrong. So, so okay. they definitely come more into to a factor, the, the tarnishing, that one hundred percent. But you're talking about people our age who already know that
1: and already know, and we're just focusing on. Yeah, that's a it's a good point. So I see you get you saying that these players, that it's life. People go through shit. People go through through tough times, and there are reasons for it. And the way they've responded, and the way that they've been able to use that to fuel their their career further, yeah. is inspirational, and is going to have more of an impact mm. to people our age. That not, as like you said, not the wrong people who should be like, oh, this is, you should follow this example, mm. and take that forward into consideration.
0: Hmm. I think so, yeah. Because,
1: like I said, we we know what's right or wrong. We're not we're not it's a good point it's a good point but i don't know if we need to i don't know if it's if it's right is it the right thing to overlook that or should we really try and try and do as best we can to have a holistic view (laughs) yeah it's a good conversation i feel like it's tough it's a difficult one to answer it it's like so i'm gonna i'm gonna because we're getting towards the end of the podcast now so i want to kind of circle back around to your your initial reaction to this? Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to give you some love on the on, on your choice because I love to talk about LeBron James. Yeah, and I I see how you go to the school thing. I feel I feel like that's an easy out to say the guy I made to school. I I feel like that's an easy out. Ah, oh, the guy did the I promise school. You know, all all these superstars have foundations. All of these guys are doing things out because they're, they're millionaires. They have money to, to give to charities all day long. Now, how much publicity they get, it changes. Like I, I bet there's a lot of NBA, a lot of footballers doing a lot of stuff that is as good as that, that's not getting the same light. So I feel like it's a bit of an easy out. The way I would say LeBron James has handled himself through his career is the fact that he was the prodigy. He was the chosen one. From from the minute he started shooting, ba- put you know shooting <laughs> basketball, shoot hoops. I feel like a four year old saying shooting hoops. <laughs> could could get nothing out. But he's had the spotlight on him his whole career, and the way that guy carries himself through everything, through the social media era in which everybody's watching everything you do, and still continue to be the greatest of all time. I'm with you, LeBron James. LeBron James, role model number one.
0: I just feel like, uh, yeah, everything you said I echo because what he's gone through to now, and just to never really ever have any any dramas, any scandals, any spotlight, nothing, just pure perfection. However, Ooh. as we're wrapping up this podcast now, if you remember at the start, I said I have an alternate view, which. The reason why, because I wanted to have this conversation, it's a good conversation to have, regardless. But I'm about to contradict everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> because my true and honest opinion on the whole
1: role model thing. and this is based on the recent part. Oh, sorry. A little bit outside experience? Wait, give me one second. One second. Anyway, one second. Anyway, carry on. We're back. We're back. Yeah. We're back. Okay.
0: My, yeah, my true view is that, and this is just based off the recent past, is that you should not have any role models in life that you do not know. And the reason why I say that is, is because if you particularly look in the acting world, right, and the professional world and the scandals that are coming out, these are, these are some of the stuff that come out about these people that you would never expect. You would never expect people of this sort of power and this sort of influence and people to, who people love so much. To be doing these things, and it just goes to show you don't know anybody. You don't know these people. You have no clue who they are behind closed doors. You see a glimpse of them on the screen every now and again. You don't not really know who they are. So the only role models in your life realistically should be the people you know. You know, I'm sure for a lot of people, you look at someone like, um, what was House of Cards actor? What was his name?
1: Um,
0: Kevin something. Kevin Spacey. I'm sure for a lot of people, people loved him. He was a role model. They loved his acting, this, that and the other. Look at him. Look at the scandals that he's gone through. You don't know what people are like behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. Closed
1: doors. Two things. Two two things I was going to say to that. One, yes, I completely agree with you. Role models shouldn't be... Realistically, the role models you should be looking at are the people in your life. And... But I appreciate you waiting to the end of the conversation because that would have taken us somewhere completely different that's because right. I agree with you. Yeah. It would have. I would have been thinking of it in a whole different light. But that's the reason why it's good for us, though, to just sit and have these conversations. This is, this is what people are having conversations like on ESPN or <laughs> Sky Sports. We can be, we're allowed to be armchair, have yeah. armchair opinions.
0: Yeah, 100%. And the thing is, like I said, even though that is my true opinion, I appreciate and know that that's just that's just not how it works in the real world. You, you, people like these guys we we see on TV and we see, uh, see in movies and sports or whatever they become role models. That's just who we are as people. Man. We want we we want something to attain to. We we, you know, we want you know we, we see something else and That's like we, we it's, I don't know. It's a society we're in. We just idolize people. It's what we do because we're jealous. We want to have their lives. Yeah. So it's very it's easy for me to sit and be like, oh no. Don't like any of these. guys, don't. Don't idolize these people. Don't have these people be role models, and just have only people who you know. As well. But it's easy to say that. But when you're sat here, you know, whatever age you are, and you're seeing people the same age as you on these crazy stages, making these crazy amount of money. It's difficult to be like, "Well, I don't want. I want that guy's life." It's difficult. You know I me mean, to not say that. So it's,
1: yeah, that is a good point. It's that separation from our reality in which we don't see like that Instagram effect. We mm. don't see. What's behind that picture? And that's a great conversation for another day. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, that's the third podcast. I hope you're enjoying them. So neat, I'm enjoying it. Listen, it's
0: been good. This was a, another good debate. I'm having a great time. And I'm hoping everyone else listening is having a good time. And this one in particular, it's really the first sort of debate one we've had. So it'll be interesting to get to hear people's opinions on this one, because I'm sure we've missed out a lot of names there. People might be a bit angry with So we'd be able to see some of those and hear those opinions.
1: Absolutely. Let us know what you think of the podcast, guys. Let us know what feedback, who you thought the greatest role model is. And for now, that's a wrap. So take it easy. See you next week. Peace out, guys.